It is your Classic Metal Show right here on theclassicmetalshow.com. That is brand new stuff from Richie Kotzen from his new release, 50 for 50. That one was called Nickel Hustler. And on the line right now, we have the Nickel Hustler himself, Mr. Richie Kotzen. Richie, how are you, sir? Oh, no, don't call me the Nickel Hustler. That would be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I have to tell you something. So you know the origin of that song. It's a very fun story. Um, My wife is Brazilian, and she speaks... Uh, broken English. We were out one night at a Chinese restaurant with a group of people, and she was talking about someone, and she was getting very heated, and she wanted to call this person a gold digger. Okay. And instead of saying gold digger, she did not know the term, and uh, she said that fucking nickel hustler. And and we all started cracking up. What did you say, nickel hustler? And so I thought, man, I've got to put that in a song. And then no sooner did she say that. She wanted to ask for her fortune cookie, but she said, and where's my lucky cracker? She (laughs) called her fortune cookie a lucky cracker. And I thought to myself, well, if I can fit Nickel Hustler and Lucky Cracker as a lyric in the same song, that would be one of my greatest accomplishments. So there you have it. (laughs) There you go. You you reached your goal, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. Very cool, man. Richie, I got to tell you, man, if nothing else, you are maybe the most prolific writer out there today. I mean, 50 songs, what a what a massive undertaking this 50 for 50 is. Well, you know, I originally it would have just been a normal length record. I, I had a bunch of songs finished, and I was kind of living with the music as I usually do when I finish things, and, and I was on tour and I had a hard drive with me, which was basically a mirror image of my studio. Okay. And started going through uh, some of the, the, the songs that were on there. And a lot of things were um, in development. You know, a lot of ideas that I started and didn't finish and, and what have you. And so I thought, you know, when I get home, I really, really should try and finish some of this material. And so I started working on it. And as I was working on material i started writing new material at the same time and so it kind of snowballed and then you know i had the idea well man what if i just released all this at the same time once it's finished and if i could pull it off and have it line up with my 50th birthday i thought that might be an interesting talking point to put out a you know 50 song record and i know people have done you know records with a lot of songs but it's usually catalog material uh, remixes remasters cover songs you know maybe two new songs but this is a a brand new album with all new material that i've never released and so there you go sure now how much of this material i know you had you had the ideas with you how much of it was strictly this project versus things that you've worked on with other bands or for other things you know, was this was this no, all yeah. all you? No, nothing, yeah, yeah. Nothing was there. Were, nothing was anything that had anything to do with anything other than myself. Although there are four songs on the album that are co-writes and they're credited accordingly on the liner notes. Um, so you know, every now and then I find myself in a room with someone and might write a song. So there are uh, four songs on there that were co-writes, but. Um, it has nothing to do with any band or, or anything of that nature. Okay. Now, how long does it take for 
you you know, you said you had ideas, but to take them from ideas to fully fleshed out songs and especially 50 of them, how long does that take? Well, you know, it's uh, hard to answer because it's not like, you know, some of the material was, you know, pretty far along and just needed some, some, you know, attention in the production. Then other things were nothing more than a a bass line, you know, Mm -hmm. a bass guitar riff that I kind of went on. And so, you know, I just kind of got into a flow, Um, you know, give you an example. There's a song on there that I talk about called Mountains. Um, That song, that melody and the lyric, it was floating around in my head for years and I never really was able to fit it all together into a story that made sense. And then somewhere along the line, it just kind of clicked. And one of the things that would happen if I would go in and I'd say, okay, well, I want to try and develop this idea today. And maybe I would work on it. And if I got stuck, I would just walk away from it. And, and so what was happening is, you know, sometimes I'd work on an idea and I'd see it through and finish it. And other times I'd get it and move it along, you know, further down the road and then get, you know, whatever would happen, I would just run out of gas, so I'd leave. And then right. usually what would happen is I'd write something brand new. So the, the best example, I remember I was kind of stuck on, on finishing some things and I went uh, in the other room and I picked up the acoustic guitar and suddenly started playing what became Innocuous, the song Innocuous. And so that was one of the new songs that just kind of came out of nowhere. So it's really, really hard to define how and why and when this stuff happens the way it does. But, you know, I got there. Sure. Did you, you, for the entire time that you... I'm going to call it concepted this album for lack of a better term. Did you, did you fully think that it was going to be 50 songs? I mean, did, did you come, did you come to a point where you said it's going to be 50 songs or did you kind of look up and we're like, Oh my God, I've got like 43 songs here. Let me just do a few more. No, the, the idea was to stop at 50 because that was the, the gag was to release a 50 song album on my 50th, 50th birthday. birthday. That's what I thought. Okay. You know, hey, hey, if I can do this, you know, and and I didn't want to cheat it. You know, I I had already released a couple of singles uh, prior to that. I released three uh, singles. Uh, One was called uh, Venom, Riot, and The Damned. And and they were released over the course of maybe, I don't know, a year and a half. So, you know, if I wanted to cheat, I I could have thrown those on there and then I'd only have to do 47 songs. But I I really wanted it to be uh, you know, 50 new songs released on this record. You know, I figured out that I could spread it across across three CDs. And so, you know, that, that was the target. You know, and the thing what, the thing is, I didn't really talk about it very much until I knew I was going to get there. So, right. you know, once I, look, once I looked and realized, you know, you got like 35 songs finished. At that point, I was like, well, you're probably going to hit your mark. So then I, I think I put something on my Instagram, like a little you know, comment or a teaser and to indicate what I was doing. Uh, but I didn't really talk about it till I knew that it was possible, you know? Sure. Definitely. Now, now Richie, from listening to the collection, it, it, it definitely spans a ton of different musical styles and directions. And, you know, you challenge yourself in a lot of different ways. The one thing I noticed that you, and it's not necessarily new for you, but it seems like you maybe put a little more of it, or maybe it's just where you are in your headspace right now, was it seems like there's some more funk than on a lot of your other releases. 
is is that something that you're like more into now than you have been in the past or no but i will tell you um i when i was going through a lot of the ideas a lot of the stuff really was leaning that way and i think part of why some of these things stayed on the on the drive on the hard drive or, or you know in the archives why it stayed for so long is because i i didn't really know where it fit you know like um you know some of the records like you know, into the black or get up were very focused kinds of records so you know a, a song like uh you know, life's going to give it to you or when God made you wouldn't necessarily work on that record. But, you know, as far as the more funk influence, I mean, you can tra trace that all the way back to my earlier records, uh, you know, songs like uh, World Affair and, and the song Air, which were on and, and Wave of Emotion, the songs that were on that record. Um, you know, that's been a part of my my DNA for a long time. But when I was going through the archives, there were a lot of songs that were really uh, leaning in that direction, so I just kind of followed through with it. I think I think those songs are kind of front loaded on the on the first disc as well. Like I think that that first disc kind of leans more in that direction, and then as you get into the record, it kind of takes a different turn. Sure, no, it definitely does. Now, I have to ask you, and you know this as well as I know this. You know, people do not have the attention span that they used to have. It's you know. So to release 50 songs, do you think fans will invest invest the time to truly grasp a collection this vast? Well, you know, I don't really think about those sort of things. I mean, I, I kind of did this for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, aside from just, you know, turning 50, you know, I, I don't want to have a bunch of incomplete music sitting around. Right. And so... And there's no reason to hold on to it and wait to release it down the line. Like someone had said, well, why don't you just hold on to it and put out, you know, save it for the next every year, put out a 10 song record. It's like, well, because there's going to be 10 other songs that I'm going to write. <laughs> right. And I just don't see the reason to sit here and stockpile compositions. You know, I, I write at whatever rate, rate I write at. The only variable that I use is um, the only thing I consider is if I like it or not. So, if I put something on a record, it means that, you know, it's there for a reason. Uh, and if I get something that I'm working on and it doesn't do it for me, and I'm my own worst critic. And, and if, it, if I don't like it, I don't release it and I forget about it. Or I might even just erase it. But um, as far as people listening to it, you know, I, I'm fortunate. I have a, a, a fan base, if you want to call it that, that, that pays attention and comes to the shows and, Everyone I've run into, uh, you know, I just did that Monsters of Rock cruise, so I'm right there with everybody, and, and they all seem very interested and excited. And, and you know, the, the cool thing, too, is with the, something like Spotify, you can, you can sit there and listen to the whole record if you want, or, or you can just, you know, pick a couple songs and make your own playlist. I mean, there's a lot of flexibility there, so it's all uh, it's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. Sure. You know, but the interesting thing is is even though this is 50 songs that, you know, again, I'm just speaking as a fan, I don't think this is the kind of a release that you do pick a, a song here and a song there. I don't think you fully get it if you pick individual songs. I think you really have to, you have to deep dive into it and listen to like 15 or 20 songs to kind of get the essence of it. 
Well, and I guess the beauty of it, if you have the hard copy, I mean, you can take, you know, one disc and put it in your car if you have a CD player. My car doesn't have one, but right. you can put the uh, you know, put the CD in it and listen to it and treat that as one as one release and then go through it that way. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can do it. The hardest thing for me was to actually sequence the thing because not only did I have to figure out, you know, the, the literal sequence, I had to do a little bit of math because, you know, trying to fit, right. you know, at one point I'd have, okay, that's disc one, it's great, but now I've got 10 minutes of empty space here and I can't fit the rest of the music. And then I'd go back and, and then sequence it and then I'd be three minutes over. And so right. <laughs> that was kind of the trickiest thing was getting some kind of flow going with the sequence. Sure, no question. Is there a lot? Is there a line for you between creative and commercial, or do you just not think about that at all? I don't think about it. You know, there was a time when I was, you know, really, really young, and I was, you know, really kind of—I don't know how to put it—but getting getting my my chops together, I guess you would say. And mm-hmm. so I would I would think about a lot of things, and I and I had the luxury of 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 working with some co-writers you know that i learned a lot from and i i just think at this point i don't think about that because it's hard to predict that anymore because the music business keeps changing and what is a hit you know today might not be a hit tomorrow so i and i don't have that kind of machine behind me anyway so it doesn't matter it doesn't really come into my it doesn't come into my my world but i do really think that for me the lyric and that's the most important thing without a story you don't have a song at least in the kind of music that i write right and so um whether my stuff's catchy or not it's just you know if it is great if it's not i'm sorry but (laughs) (laughs) i just kind of write i hear what i hear and i write what i write sure Definitely. Well, what one quick winery dogs question? Um, you know, it it just seems it, it seemed to me as a fan like you got you guys had a lot of steam going for the project, and then it just kind of stopped. You know, was there something that caused it? Is it just schedules because you guys are busy in other projects? Because it, it doesn't seem like you guys hate each other or anything. Oh God, no, no, um, no. You know, we made that first record, uh, and the first record was just. Uh, something that um people responded to at a level that that i don't think any of us were expecting i mean we really did get a lot of uh a lot of heat off of that and then you know to be completely honest about everything at that point at the end of that you know after that record i wanted to go back and do whatever it was that i was doing before you know i personally at no point in my life have i ever sat around and thought you know i want to be in a full-time band you know Mm -hmm. i I never i never had that fantasy i think a lot of people a lot of musicians did when i was young i I wanted to be you know prince or david bowie or stevie wonder you know i just have a different you know dna uh and so i appreciate you know the the stuff i did with bands be it poison or mr big or stanley clark and of course the winery dogs is at the top because that you know, I have so much of my heart in that project. But after that first record, I, I personally felt like it was great, but it was very grueling, the touring. I mean, we went all over the place and it was go, 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 go. I am not a road dog. Right. You know, I, I don't, I can go on the road. I can do a, a month here, a month there. And that's how I do it when I'm solo. I'll, I'll do a month in Europe and I'll come home for three months. And then I'll go to South America for three weeks and then I'll come home. 
And so, you know, I, I really was happy with the record and, and loved the guys, but I wanted to kind of, you know, I, I didn't feel like I needed to stay on the road for, for the rest of my life. And so they really wanted to go in and do another record. And, and I remember the management was really adamant about, no, you got to go, you got to go. And, you know, they have their own mm-hmm. agenda as well, you know, so uh and none of it has to do with the artist's mental health or physical health uh so i I did agree to do another record and we did hot streak and and it was cool but then when that finished i I absolutely you know said i'm i'm done for a while I, i i can't you know i can't keep going like this because it's just a different animal you know and and those guys go i mean they're out if they're not out with you know uh one band, they're out with another band. They right. like to tour. They, they they love to tour. I like my thing is to be. I love to write. I like I like touring and I like playing live. But I love writing and I love creating. And so, you know. But the reality is, is that we did go out in May and do, um, and we did a tour that was a lot of fun. We got along. Everything was great. And so. Um, we all agreed that we would like to do a third record and we would like to do a third album cycle, which would involve, you know, plenty of touring and all that sort of thing. So I think the timing is, is getting to a point where it makes sense. All right. Well, for now, everybody, the new album is called 50 for 50. It is Richie Kotzen and Richie as a tradition on the show. We always let the artist pick a closing track. Maybe tell us a quick story about it to wrap the interview up. So what would you like us to play? Uh, let's play Devil's Hand. That was the first single and the first video from the record and uh, one of my favorite tracks. So here we go. All right. Well, let's check it out right now. It is Devil's Hand. It's Richie Kotzen right here on your classic metal show. <laughs> 